Hello and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast, episode 126 for November 19th, 2017. Joining me this week, we have Earl Grey the Third. Hello, everybody. We have, you know, I, I don't like saying your name. I was going to mention the other people, but I don't like saying what's, your name and your handle because it's what's... Earl Earl Third the Third. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Earl yeah, Earl Third. Mr. Redundant Grey. Redundancy. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, as you heard, we also have Parallax Jerry Corcoran <laughs> abstraction. Words, <laughs> random words. It's just, just all good. Um, it's all good. And we have Andrew Rowe McFain. Mine's easy. It's just dumb. It is dumb. And I am Nathan Reeton Spruce, so that's that's dumb too. So whatever. And. We haven't uh, podcasted in a couple weeks. The reason we haven't podcasted in a couple weeks was uh, two weeks ago, I was actually at Andrew Rowe McFain's house, hanging out with him in Illinois. Yeah. And when I got back, we should I should have been able to be home on time. But when I got to Portland, my sister picked me up and was like, we're going to Washington. And uh, uh, that ruined those DC. plans. Just sudden, no, no. sudden Washington trip for no apparent reason. Um, yeah, she had her friends with her, and apparently one of her friends has family in Washington, in Vancouver, which is right across the bay from, from Portland, Oregon, and so it's like a twenty-minute drive up there. But we had to go up there and then have lunch with like ten people that I don't like or care for, and yeah, it was it was miserable. <laughs> And we have a dog apparently barking. That's nice. Yeah, we got our first snowfall in Ottawa today, and they're cleaning the parking lot outside so he uh, hears noises. Oh, that's okay. And uh, yeah, so we didn't we didn't do it that that week because I was in Washington apparently, and then last week nobody showed up because Aroa decided to sleep until five p.m. Yeah, yeah, that Didn't was do. embarrassing. <laughs> I've done that before. I've woken up like, and and looked at my, uh, you know, before I look at my clock, I'm like, it's got to be like noon, and then I look at my clock, and I'm like, or four thirty. It's four thirty apparently. Mm. So, uh, just a lot more tired than I thought I was. So that's okay. Uh, it gave me a little bit of a break anyway, which was nice. And yeah, so now we're back, and we're going to be doing weekly podcasts. Thankfully, we don't have like a Patreon to. Like, where people are actually paying to get this. Uh, Don't have investors to satisfy? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about it while I was on the pooper. Um, mm. I was like, man, if we had a Patreon, I could be like, oh, you know, you pay $20 and you get to pick one of the topics we talk about this month or something like that. But uh, nobody's going to pay for this podcast. So let's. Not with that attitude. That's disappointing is what that is. So let's move on. Let's talk about what games we've been playing this week. Andrew Aroa McVane, what games have you been playing this week? Daganrampa? Oh, I got pizza in my mouth. Okay, uh, Parallax Abstraction, what games have you been playing this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've been uh, I've been mostly, the last couple of months, I've been mostly uh, sort of working on the, the big bigger backlog titles from the year. I've been, uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been working through Horizon Zero Dawn, which is... Uh, been pretty good. I I have a I, I'm not the biggest fan of the combat so far, but it's um it's starting to grow on me a little bit. So that's been that's been cool. I've been enjoying that. Um, 
So uh, I'm trying to think what the heck else I played. Uh, I'm playing a bunch of random stuff. A couple of people and I have been doing uh, co-streams on Mixer. Of uh, They came out with a... I guess you could call it a sequel. It's it's basically it's called Mud Runner of Spin Tires game. It's technically the sequel to Spin Tires, but it's pretty similar to the first one. Um, but they did add some more content to it, including Steam Workshop support, which is pretty cool. So a bunch of people have been making other trucks and stuff for it. Uh, we've been playing that, and it's been a a generally pile of glorious failure as co-op Spin Tires generally is. Uh, right. So that's been that's been a ton of fun. Uh, I actually. Uh, tried out with a couple of other streamers this week. I actually tried out that that f- the battle royale mode in Fortnite that they yeah. added, the one yeah. that's got the that's got the PUBG people all upset. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean PUBG. I don't know. It never really clicked with me, uh, and uh, I've actually been enjoying this one a little bit more, only because it's sort of faster moving, and you get to loot seem to get to loot a lot quicker than you do in PUBG. Like pretty much your always guaranteed to be able to 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 loot up very quick after the match starts and you can uh, build stuff and you can build little shelters for yourself and that which is kind of cool i haven't played a ton of it yet but it's it seemed kind of cool um so those have been the uh those have pretty much been uh, the big things uh lately but it's uh, it's been pretty good i have to do thanks to the my insanely successful extra life campaign. I have to do three different horror game streams, preferably before the end of the year. Uh, I have to do Outlast Two, Resident Evil Seven, and then at some point I have to do um, Killing, Killing Floor. Floor Incursion in VR, which is going to be insane. Killing Floor Incursion is like a single player story based Killing Floor game, yeah. and yeah, it's VR only, which is going to be yeah, insane. Speaking of VR. <laughs> Um, and this isn't one of the stories that we're going to talk about this week, but Payday 2 has released their beta for uh, VR. So I'm kind yeah, of yeah, excited I need to about that. that. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. I haven't had a chance to People play People have it. said it's good. Um, Connor said he couldn't get it working. It wouldn't launch for him. Connor's probably just dumb. Yeah, probably. So <laughs> he wasn't able to get that working, but I want to try that out. Um, from what I understand, it doesn't have the free roam, uh, thing. It has the point and like kind of teleport, teleport. Yeah. and I don't like that. I don't like it one bit. It's stupid. You should be able to, I should be able to have a vomit bucket next to me and be able to free roam and just vomit in the bucket and keep going. That's vomit is necessary. Yes. So anyway, where is there anything else you've been playing parallax abstraction? Uh, that's been the majority of it. I played a few small indie games yesterday on my stream. I was kind of going through and sort of cleaning out the uh, the Steam fridge of a bunch of stuff I got in bundles and that, and I played a, a few interesting things there. But, uh, yeah, that's been the big stuff. Cool. And Earl Third, what, what have you been playing? I have changed pace for myself and have been playing games that are about 10 years old, which oh, is so way not, newer. Not 25 years old. Yeah, way newer than I usually do. Okay. I played I played through uh the first BioShock game, which really, I'm happy really to see good. holds up very well. Yeah. And I am on the uh the last pieces of the second BioShock game right now. Yeah. Cr- criminally underrated in my opinion well, that one. You know what? I'm going to have to agree with you there because I went into it. I'd never played the second BioShock. Right. And I remember 
people weren't too kind to it. They were like, this isn't very good. Uh, it's by a different team. It's pretty garbage. And I'm playing this, and it's a very good, very competent game. I uh, couldn't get into it. I really couldn't. Um, okay. But I, I don't have, like... I don't know why I couldn't get into it, but I played it, and I was just like, this doesn't feel like the Bioshock that I was that I had played first, the you know, the original Bioshock, and I think it's uh-huh. partially because you're you're a little too powerful. You and, are. And I, also, it's much easier. And also it's it's a giant escort quest. Yeah, pretty much. So um, I hate escort quests. I uh I didn't I've enjoyed it so far. And I mean it's not as good as the first one. No. The the first Bioshock is pretty much a masterpiece, I think. Yeah. Uh but and also, it's like got the greatest enemy of all time, objectivism, which uh, I'm not a fan of. So just killing Randian philosophy really <laughs> made me very happy. Yes. Um, so it, it doesn't have that, but it's it's a solid game. the uh, The collection was on sale at Best Buy for like twenty five dollars, and I have the the gamers thing, so it was twenty dollars for me. And honestly, that's yeah, I've already gotten twenty dollars worth of it, worth of it, worth of gameplay out of it. There we are. There you go. Uh, yeah, I know I'd eventually get it. So I'm gonna play through. I'm not sure if I'll play through Infinite or uh, not Infinite's because really good. that one's yeah, it's still pretty. It, it, okay, you definitely play through. It. Yeah, yeah. All right, then I guess I'll do that. No, Infinite is. But yeah, uh, I mean it's not as good as the original Bioshock, but it is a very good game. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that, and then. Uh, Elevator Action got released on this week, so I'm gonna download and play that just to make sure I play at least one game that's 30 years old. Uh, uh, I think that's week. more than 30 years old. I th- I think so. that's I'm, early 80s. I think yeah. So you're you're making up for it, is what you're doing. I am. So Elevator Action. Now now can we ask Oroa? Do you have pizza in your mouth? No, I ate all pizza. <laughs> okay, so. What games have you played this week? I played uh, Mario Odyssey. Nice. Um, How are you liking that? It It is, uh, the way I described it last night, was um, it's basically Mario 64, but for the modern era. like, And by that, I don't mean like it's highly derivative of Mario 64, even though, I mean, it kind of is, but it has to be. Yes. It, it's that. It sets the new standard, I think, for 3D platformer games. Like it, if oh. the effect that Mario 64 had on everything else, I think is is about the same as where Mario Odyssey is. Like the way that a lot of people felt about uh, Breath of the Wild with Zelda oh, is how so I good. feel about Mario Odyssey. Like because yeah. I. Don't get me wrong, I like Breath of the Wild, but I, I, thinking of, thinking back on it, I don't know if it's quite the same level of this changes everything that uh, Ocarina of Time was. No, um, it doesn't, but I, I actually think that it's, it's, for me, the best open world game I've ever played. It is, it, it definitely does do a lot of really good things for open world games, but, right. like, Mario Odyssey takes the concept that that really Mario 64 kind of started in some ways and just like blows it completely out of the water like like takes 
uh, uh, concepts from Breath of the Wild even and puts it into a 3D platformer. Uh, like this this sense of exploration and delight in going, can I do this? Yes, I can do this. Oh, okay. Like, it, it re- and rewarding experimentation like that. And you can stack Goombas. And you can stack Goombas. Yeah, I'm not going to say Ooh. much because of spoilers, but uh, it is, it's a good game. I haven't played it enough because uh, I have let my friend Ricky borrow it so that he could try so so he could write a review for it and um like when I try to get any of my friends to review stuff they're awful uh so he he's had it for 2 weeks and I'm like hey man I I like that you're enjoying the game but uh fucking finish it so, so I can have my switch back <laughs> so very annoying uh have you played anything else um, Danganronpa. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I played another part of Danganronpa yesterday. Uh, played more Friday the Thirteenth last night and the night before. And invited uh, me. Playing... Wait. Nope. Uh, not intentionally. I just never think to. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Borderlands Two with uh, my wife oh, uh, the past couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's that's been pretty fun to get back into. I forgot how much I liked that game. That's I'm actually of... playing it right now. That's one of those games that I've started like five times and never finished. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, like it's and... good. Like I'm like, yeah, this is good, and then I'll get about like two thirds of the way through, or uh, like halfway through, and be like, and I'm done. Uh, my so I, I was playing through it with my buddy uh, years ago, and actually I know how many years ago it was three years ago, uh, and. Uh, we got to pretty much like the climax of the story. Like we were about to hit the end of the game and he didn't pay for the game. He he pirated it. Oh yeah. And, but I, I had paid for it. So oh. there was an update released and whenever the update came out, there was no torrent for it. Uh, so the clients became incompatible at that point and we couldn't play anymore. Oh, that sucks. Yep, so that was that's the furthest I ever got. Oh, okay. Well, he probably there's probably a torrent for it now. Uh probably, but that that ship has long sailed, so now I'm I'm gonna play it with my wife instead. Oh good. So uh I'm gonna move away from talking about you and talk about me. I played uh Darkest Dungeon this week, and that game is okay. Uh it's... I keep meaning to try that. It's all right. It's in the humble bundle right now. The the charity save lives bundle or something. I don't know what it's going towards. Oh uh, yeah, I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's like thirty bucks. It comes with uh like they they say three hundred and eighty five dollars worth of games or something like that, but it does have quite a few games and it is worth the thirty bucks. I don't know if it's three hundred dollars worth. But they have um Psychonauts, which is apparently a really good game. They it's have incredible. Yeah, they have uh, Darkest Dungeon, they have Stardew Valley, they have quite a few other games that I can't remember off the top of my head that are included, but just those three games, are it's worth 30 bucks. So, uh, yeah, I, I suggest you get that Humble Bundle. I think that the Darkest Dungeon may have had limited copies available, but I know that whenever it goes on sale, it's still like twelve or thirteen dollars on Steam. So including it in a pack with a bunch of other games is really good. Same thing with Stardew Valley; it's usually over ten dollars. 
if it's on sale. So I would say give it a look. Uh, what else did I play? I played .hack GU Last Recode, and I realized something about that. Um, and watching through .hack Roots, which the the next... It was supposed to be... I was supposed to put up a, a the part two of the review on Friday. I didn't do that because I'm a terrible human being. I'll be putting it up this next Friday, hopefully. But um, watching through the anime and, and playing the game, I realized that the main character is a fucking douchebag. So, there's that. I, I really hate the main character. He does... He just comes across as like... A mixture between Squall and a more emo person. Oh, so. that's terrible. <laughs> that's, that's pretty hard. He, he's just, it's its awful. Like, he's just a douchebag to, ev- like, everybody who tries to help him out, he's just like, yeah, fuck you guys. I hate you. I'm going to go cut myself. And I'm just I like, hate I, anime characters like that. I know. And I'm just like, ah. But I still think, I still like the game. I just don't like the character. And hopefully the character grows and becomes less of a douchebag. That would be nice. But I'm still on the first episode of it, so... Oh, well. And I think that's all the games I played. Um, I did boot up Final Fantasy XI because it has a free two-week logging campaign. So I'm going to probably play that sometime this week. Maybe Wednesday, because I have Thursday off. That still exists? It still exists. Wow. Yeah. 15 years, baby. I was uh, cleaning out some boxes and I found the uh, PC beta version in really? one of the boxes. Really? It was, it's long enough ago that the beta version came on discs. Wow, that is that is amazing. You should play it with me. No, don't. No. No. <laughs> I like that. Just no. Just not happening. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I might play a little bit of that just, uh, just for old time sakes, but I'm not actually going to buy a subscription i'll probably just log in and be like yeah this is a game and then turn it off yeah yeah let's move on to some stories um (laughs) it's funny because we have a bunch of stories that because we haven't podcast in like two and a half weeks three weeks so we have a bunch of stories that counter counteract themselves so like this first story is gamestop is launching a game rental subscription called power pass and what this is it actually sounds pretty neat you pay $60 to games, GameStop, and uh, for six mo- that's a six-month subscription, and you can go in there at any point and grab any used game um, and grab it and be like, hey, I'm going to rent this, and then bring it back whenever, and then grab another used game, and just constantly rent used games, which is pretty cool. Also... With this, it allows you to, um, at the end of the six-month subscription, you get to choose a, f- a used game that you get to take home for free. Or, you know, that's part of the subscription. Huh. Uh, and, and that sounds pretty good. Um, it's weird that they're wanting to start renting new games, but I guess that's another way to make revenue since their stock is kind of going down and they're closing stores left and right. I think they yep. closed like over a hundred stores last year or something like that. Oh wow. Yeah. So but the second story we have to talk about is GameStop halts its unlimited used game rental program. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so basically, um 
it was scheduled to fully open actually funnily enough it was scheduled uh it was in the soft launch mode which means it was uh just like a few stores were allowing you to do it it was scheduled to fully open to the public today on the 19th of november but it it decided to halt that program because its systems are too old to allow them to do that. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, you'd think this is something they would have like looked into and figured out before they planned and launched the thing, but oh, I know. I just <laughs> yeah. work in IT. Yeah. You would think that they would figure this stuff out before they try to roll it out. Um yeah, I'm trying to see where it says. It says, if you already had signed up for Power Pass, a GameStop spokesperson told, called to, uh, told Kotaku that you can bring your pass and rented video game in for a full refund, and you'll be allowed to select a free use game. So you'll get six. So if you were in one of the places that you were able to get the Power Pass and they halted it on you. You can bring it back in, bring the game back in. They'll give you your sixty dollars back, and you're gonna get a free used game. Huh. That's yeah. If cool. you jumped in early, it sounds like they're doing right by people. But and it sounds like they might try to bring this back again later when they can get computers that you know are running something newer than Windows ME, I guess. But well, and that's I mean that's part of the problem. I I mean I've went to GameStop before, and I was talking to the people working there. I'm like, hey. Why is it? Why does this take so long? And they're like, "Oh, we are on dial-up." And I'm like, "Why don't you upgrade to broadband?" And they're like, "We can't. They the the yeah. company won't allow us to use broadband." Um, when I was so, there, we used DOS. Well, of so, course, yeah. What's interesting is that, like, it seems like what might have happened uh, was there, there's already an internal employee program for this exact thing. Yeah. Um. If you're a GameStop employee, you can basically loan out a used copy of a game and take it home and play it however long you want and then bring it back. Well, so, and, and I'm sure that Earl has ran into this where people abused the used game policy. Um, oh, and, yeah. And they'll go and because you can buy a used game and you can return it within seven days. Uh huh. So, well, yeah. Yeah, and so they'll just bring it back on day six after they've beaten the game and grab another used game. Yeah, oh, that's how we ended up with about a million copies of Metal Gear Solid Two, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good game, I have to say. Like, it's a good game, but everybody just powered through it, and there's not really a whole lot of replay value to it. Or yeah. they got to the part where you start playing as Raiden. And I was going to say, everybody oh, no. Raiden. Yeah. <laughs> Within six months, that game was three ninety nine. Wow! Yeah, jeez. Um, but I, I wonder if just some exec went, wait, why don't we just make this a public facing program and make them pay money for it? And then it kind of passed down from there, and nobody went to to like see if this would actually work. Yeah, I like how that executive had nineties Mario voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a me, a Mario. Uh, he is the he is the owner of GameStop. Actually, the guy who played Mario, the guy before Charles Martinet. Yeah, so that's what he's doing now. So let's say let's say this was three weeks ago when we were talking about it. <laughs> and uh, would it, would any of you have thought about signing up for the Power Pass? I know yeah. I know Aroa hates GameStop. I mean, I live in I, Canada, so I couldn't do it anyway. But oh yeah. right, 
Right, yeah. But, it, I mean, it sounds like, it, it actually does sound like, based on what people were saying, it does sound like, like, if you were, if you were diligent about turning the games, you know, over fairly regular, it sounds like it would actually be a pretty good value, but. Yeah, I, I, mean, I probably I, I wouldn't have done it. it. I, I've considered it, um, but I don't, I don't have the time. Like, if I was. That's living, the other thing. Yeah, if I was living near a GameStop and was in school or had, like, a part-time job and I could just, like, you know, play games for way more than I should, then I would probably be like, yeah, I'm totally up for this. Because, like, ten years ago, I could power through games easy-peasy. Like, I played, like, uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. I played that uh, in a week, beat that, so... I could totally do something like that, but now not so much. Uh, I have like obligations and shit, which I really don't like. So if if any of you want to take away my obligations, that would be great, and let me live at your house. So no, I went through that. That's okay. <laughs> I only lived there for like two nights. <laughs> I was only there for like two nights, you asshole. Um, and we went to. I have to say. Uh, steak and shake. Yeah, that was it. That that's uh that's my new favorite re- restaurant. I think. Wow, really? We don't have them in Oregon. We have we have one, and it's just poorly managed. Good oh. food, but poorly managed. Oh, okay. The I don't know the one where uh, Aroa lives seems amazing. One like, of the like five around me. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it seemed pretty well managed, and uh, it was clean and. They had a really yeah. bad Photoshop on their burger. Yes. <laughs> one of their one of their signs was very poorly photoshopped. But yeah, it was it was really good. And I uh and it was really cheap, so that made me happy too. I it it is to, very affordable. Yeah, I went to White Castle as well and Yes. It's exactly <laughs> as I thought it would be. Bulletproof glass? Uh didn't didn't notice if it had bulletproof glass. I've never been to White Castle that doesn't have bulletproof ca- glass. Are you, are you is... talking about like the stuff with the with the crosshatch with in the, it? With the crosshatch in it, yeah. No, we don't and, have that problem here. And and often it's uh, you know how like you go to the subway Serious or business. movie theater and there's the the glass and then there's like the thing where they get the ticket underneath. That's that's how White Castle set up in South Jersey. Wow. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you're in fucking Jersey. No shit. Yeah, you get, you get your burger passed under you like. Uh, it's like through a prison slot. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I went there, and then we went to Golden Corral, which was uh, exactly as I thought it would be. So, Did you get the chocolate fountain? Uh, there was a chocolate fountain, but I did not. Did you, I did did not, you dip your steak uh, in it? I did not dip anything in the chocolate <laughs> fountain, no. Uh, I wonder how many people have dipped their dick in the chocolate fountain. Probably. Yeah, I, know I have. Yes, probably In more than you, you want to know. Is the is the chocolate like molten? I would yeah. imagine. Is it? That's gonna hurt. I'm sure somebody's done it though. Maybe I haven't been at Golden Corral since the '90s. Oh, okay. I I went there a couple weeks ago and it was it was all right. I mean, there's a lot of food, so that's good. Yeah, it's just a just a redneck buffet. Yeah. yeah, all of our buffets around here are like Chinese buffets. So, 
So so let me let me back up here. So when you worked at GameStop, did they also Babbage. have bulletproof glass? Babbage's, first off. Babbage's. Sorry. Please. It was yeah, it was it was Babbage's. Um We did not have bulletproof glass. We did have the uh the cash like metal cash drawer thing was chained to the counter, which <laughs> makes which makes sense, right? Yeah. And and one time a guy tried to come in just like grab the thing and uh the chain had some slack to it and uh yeah he got hit in the face knocked him out somebody so <laughs> so he just waited for waited for the cops there he is they woke him up and they're like you're under arrest <laughs> there was i was i'm sorry, sorry go, on. go on go on go on no no i was just an awful employee so most of my gamestop stories Involve me being a terrible because I was at sixteen. You know, yeah. like there, there's no such thing as a good sixteen-year-old employee outside of like Chick Fil A. So I would, I would just, I, I looked at the the discipline thing, and you could get fired for level five discipline, uh, disciplinary actions, which was like giving somebody a free game or something that's pretty much theft. But you couldn't get fired for level two and under for the first offense. <laughs> so what I did was, because my boss was awful, and what I did was I systematically broke each of those rules once in the most mm-hmm. creative way possible. And uh, that did not endear me to the boss. I but wonder why. We were super understaffed all the time, so she kind of needed me there. And I was good at my job otherwise. But, uh, yeah, like, one time, like, insubordination was one that, like, it was a level two. So, I, she said, Earl, clean the carpets. Which we had, like, this shampoo stuff, and, you know, it's pretty easy to do. It's a spray shampoo, like, uh, aerosol spray. Yeah, yeah. So, I said, how do you want me to clean the carpets? Because, you know... It's during business hours. I was like, do you want me to close off the section? Do you want me to do this piece by piece? She goes, I don't care how you do it, but tomorrow I want to see a difference in these carpets. So so what I did was I just spray painted my name into the carpet with the carpet cleaner and then let it set for like two hours. So not (laughs) not only was it clean, but it was super clean in the shape of my name. <laughs> wow. And there was no way to like get rid of it because I had cleaned my name into the carpet. Sir, you said you wanted to see a difference in the carpet. Well, yeah. So it just said Earl. <laughs> there is a difference. <laughs> and I guess there's yeah. like zero context. Like to me, I thought it'd be funny. People would be like, Oh look, Earl did that. And I was like later. Cause I mean, I'm 16. Later, he realized, <laughs> no one knows who Earl is. <laughs> they, they just came into Babbage's and it said Earl. They, <laughs> in a slightly lighter shade of purple. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm just picturing this now and it's incredible. Yeah. In my head. Our, that store eventually got shut down uh, because we merged that with... That carpet is still there to this day. I, I hope so. Um... <laughs> The the mall had a Babbage's and a EB Games, right. and when the and when they merged, the EB Games is in a better location, so they kept that. 
So the store got shut down and that horrible manager didn't even call me. Like I didn't even know the store had shut down until when my coworkers called, but it gets better because that manager had a bad reputation throughout the entire company. Nobody liked to work with her and they'd shuffled around her, uh, shuffled her around from store to store. And one of those people. Okay. One of those people. So when they told her that the store was closing, she goes, that's some bull. I quit. And then hung up on the uh, district manager. But the deal is, technically speaking, the store uh, was shut down. So we were all laid off. You right. know? But because she quit, she didn't get her severance pay. She so instead. Pay and she couldn't get uh, unemployment. Right. So instead, her severance pay got divided from the rest of us. For the rest of us. So by this point, I was getting like two shifts a week because she hated me after, you know, two and a half years of working with me. I I get that. Yeah. My severance pay was bigger than like three paychecks. It was fantastic. You're like, yeah, that is awesome. What a freaking story. Holy crap. (laughs) And uh, to this day, I still at my my parents' house. They still on the back porch have the uh, GameCube uh, floor mat outside where they rest <laughs> potted plants on it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, that sounds fun. When when I worked at Arctic Circle here in Prineville, it's it's now closed. We used to have before I worked there. Uh, there was a safe that they would that they had in the um, drive-through area. And apparently somebody broke in and took that safe, carried it out to their truck, and then they couldn't get it open, so they threw it off their truck <laughs> until it opened. <laughs> and then they took the money and left. And so afterwards, they had uh, they got an underground safe, kind of. Like, it was in the ground, and you had to, like, lean down and put in the code and pull it out. Because uh, it was a, it was a really small safe, and you'd have to pull off the lid and then like put put the money in the in the underground safe area and then put the lid back on. It was it was really weird, but apparently it worked. You know, for people not taking it and throwing it off the back of their truck. <laughs> so that just sounds like a lot of work. Uh, that does sound like a lot of work. Um, the I mean. Depending on the the time of year, it could have been quite a bit of money. So days like uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, that Monday night, is a great day to steal from fast food places. And what type of food is Arctic Circle? I've never heard of that. Uh, It's it's mainly in Utah. Okay. (laughs) So that's probably why. So uh, it's, it's basic burger fries. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like a Dairy Queen, but Mormon, but very uh, Mormon. Kind of like, kind of like Dairy Queen. They still, you, you know, they have burger fries. Uh, uh, I think it mainly is owned by Mormons. I'm not sure. They. Uh, it is in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. Let's see, burger fries. They used to have uh, really good chicken. Um, they have pretty good shakes. So and like during the summer, they would have fresh strawberry shakes, which were awesome. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, and that's an underrated shake flavor. It really is. Uh, it was actually it's it's higher quality food than say like McDonald's um, or okay. Dairy Queen. Uh, 
Uh, it's also a little bit pricier, but it's it's pretty good. It's uh, like a Sonic. Except for I don't like Sonic that much because they have a lot of sandwiches, and their sandwiches piss me off. Yeah, the sandwiches are not very good. Nah, yeah. But Really, it's just their milkshakes. But yeah, if you go to uh, Utah, you'll see a lot of them. There's two in Oregon, which... If there was one near Portland, I would say, let's go next year when you come for Portland Retro Gaming Expo. But it's like an hour away from Portland. so Okay. <laughs> I'm not driving that far for yeah, fast food. Yeah, exactly. So I, I might go to Chick-fil-A next time I go up there. I'm not sure. I've never been oh, to Chick-fil-A. Really? You don't have those where you live? Uh, no, there's one in Oregon. Huh. It's in Beaverton or something like that. There are no less than five within... 20 minutes driving from yeah, here. Yeah, well, I don't live there, and shut up. I hate you. Well, I live on the <laughs> incredibly condensed East Coast, where there's a million things everywhere. That's true. That's true. Uh, I live in <laughs> Oregon, where everything is spread out. Like, outside of Portland, everything is just spread out. Like, the next town over from me is, like, 18 miles away. Well, so, the state is massive, so... It is massive, and there's relatively small number of people especially in eastern and central oregon like yeah all, yeah all of east eastern and central oregon are one district and there's Ow. there's five districts in oregon huh so like over half the state geologically is one district yeah. I can't tell if that's a really cushy job or a really awful job for that representative. Oh, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, if okay. you follow if you follow my Twitter, I I message him constantly telling him I know how you, much... you tweet. Yeah, there are a few that you tweet at. That's uh his name's a uh, representative Greg Walden and okay. his voting record is terrible. He has like a 25% voting record uh showing an anti healthcare voting record so everything oh, that nice. everything that goes against healthcare he votes for um he has like a zero percent uh as voting towards uh like elderly people i just really hate everyone yeah he <laughs> hates old people like anytime there's a social security cut he's fine with taking that anytime there's like a social security raise he will not uh do that he also was the person who uh, co-wrote the um, uh, the Trump Care, the first Trump Care bill? He's one of the people mm-hmm. that co-wrote it. So that that tells so Mr. You, Burns, he's Mr. Yes, Burns. He is Mr. Burns. He's even bald, <laughs> and I think he's eighty-five. I'm not sure that that I could be lying about that. Let's move on because we've only talked about one story so far. Let's talk about Intel and AMD. Um, we'll get back into the tech part of this and, and away from politics. Fuck you, Greg Walden. Um, Intel and AMD are joining forces and making uh, a, a RAM and CPU, a graphics chip RAM and CPU into one module. Yeah, this is was kind of unexpected, but yeah, they're... Uh... Basically, Intel's looking to make like a sort of unified uh, unified chip solution, but they want to uh, have higher. They want to have graphics that can actually, you know, do something unlike the 
majority of Intel uh, graphics chips, and it looks like they're going to be partnering with AMD. I guess they're doing like versions of their uh, uh, Polaris core for uh, to embed in these CPUs. So you could actually have like gaming grade graphics, gaming grade integrated graphics, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I think it's pretty neat. So just uh, weird to see two pretty much blood enemy competitors ally in this kind of weird way. But I watched a YouTube channel a while back, uh, Adored TV, which does a lot of like deep dive analysis on graphics and stuff like that. And he said that uh, basically this uh, this is an alliance, an unlikely alliance being made for two reasons, which is that number one, AMD needs the money, but also aside from that it's because nvidia is becoming so dominant in the graphics space that intel and amd are basically allying to try to beat nvidia to the punch and prevent them from basically steamrolling the whole the whole industry which is something i can get behind so here's the thing about you brought up that they're you know quote blood enemies uh, yeah. no no they're not it's just like when um like People say that Microsoft and Apple are blood enemies or they're, you know, they hate each other. Well, they're very strong competitors, let me put it that way. Yeah, they're strong competitors, but, like, I believe in the 90s, Microsoft actually gave Apple, like, millions of dollars so it wouldn't die. They bought a non-voting stock in them. Yeah. Yep. Yes, they did. And then they, um, like, Intel and AMD, if you look at any Intel processor it actually has, like, AMD code in it so that it'll run 32-bit applications. Like, yeah, they, they join forces a lot more than people would think. Um, yeah, there, there's been, and I mean, there's been a lot of discussion out there about how, you know, Intel has... It's kind of weird because they have been unlikely bedfellows before, but at the same time, Intel has a very long history of doing some pretty underhanded anti-competitive things to basically drive AMD out of the market even when they've had superior products and it's uh it's kind of interesting just to see them allying in this way but in but it also kind of makes sense right because intel doesn't really do performance graphics like the intel hd graphics chips that come on motherboards are pretty much useless for putting anything but a basic picture on the screen and they tried at one point to do their own gaming graphics thing at Intel that pretty much, I forget what it was called, but they tried at one point to do that and they ended up canceling it because they couldn't make it work. Yeah, it was, um, it was awful. Yeah, and AMD, you know, though they're not currently the performance leaders in, uh, in graphics, do have a lot of experience with it and do still have some, some fairly competitive stuff. So Intel basically just saying, you know what, we can't make this work, let's just pay you to do it for us instead, probably makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and if I was uh, poor, or if I was, um, you know, not in the position I am where I have people that I know that work at Intel, I would probably, I would probably buy AMD products because they are way cheaper uh, for the performance that you get out of them. Generally, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even though, you know, even though I speak as someone who owns a 1080, like NVIDIA has also done plenty of pretty underhanded shit the last few years and they're they're doing a lot of things with their position in the market that i'm not a fan of so anything that helps amd like be more competitive and keep you know keep them honest i think is definitely a good thing well like the what was it the gtx 970 yeah the 970 was the one where like half a gig of the video ram was effectively useless yeah i actually got 30 Uh, bucks for it 
AMD is actually, or not AMD, um, NVIDIA has also been accused uh, of basically hamstringing drivers so that older older uh, revisions of their cards suddenly start to perform a lot worse when new ones come out. And, uh, you know, things like NVIDIA Gameworks, which is effectively like paying developers that's, to use an API that makes AMD cards run worse. Yeah, that's and, the thing that I hate about them is they're like their CUDA shit game works in general like yeah. the the kind of stuff that that goes you're gonna use our tech or you're not gonna be able to play the game yeah that stuff I, is pretty blatantly anti-competitive to me and yeah that it sounds like what adore tv theorized was that yeah intel and amd were allying themselves to basically go up against that because nvidia's market share in graphics is something like 75 percent now or something so they're kind of running the roost right now, and that's they—they're like, yeah, that that they shouldn't do that. Maybe we should yeah. try to stop them from doing. Yeah, that. Intel's <laughs> like, we should be the only ones with anti-competitive behavior. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> that is more or less what it is. But we yeah. don't know how to make a GPU, so we'll let yeah, we'll, we'll get AMD to help us do it. <laughs> it's Intel yeah. going. We could invest a lot of R and D into this, but. It'd be a lot easier if we just take that trash heap out there and maybe uh, pay him some money. And <laughs> Let's see go to this come. company that we've helped run into the ground and be like, "Hey, you, uh, you stay around a bit longer. Uh, we got, you know, let's get a let's get a a ridiculously sweet deal out of them to do the work for us because it's way cheaper than doing it ourselves." Yeah, hey, they're hey. they're doing what's convenient for them, and AMD's just going money, money. And- yeah. That's but. kind of what Adored TV said too. Is he said that some of the he, he went into a very I actually highly recommend looking up his channel and listening to his video because he talked about how there are advantages to this for AMD beyond just a cash infusion that they need. Like he said, this could actually benefit AMD's other other things because I guess they're getting access to some Intel technologies as well that they previously couldn't use that could be helpful for them too. So no, he said cool. it's he, he said Intel's definitely getting the better half of that deal, but there are other good things in here for amd as well that could prove that could prove beneficial yeah if amd is able to get access to some technologies that maybe um work better for like single core stuff that would be great because i think that, that, that would be nice i'm pretty sure intel beats them on single core performance it depends um, in what scenario but yeah like ryzen yeah. cpu absolutely destroy intel in multi-core heavy applications but in, in in single core stuff they're certainly not bad they're just not quite as good yeah and i don't know like intel the, i'm happy that the amd has started being a little bit competitive recently because that's made uh intel have to step up their game which is is pretty nice yeah you know coming out with the yeah, six competition core. it turns out is a good thing it really is surprisingly i know um, yeah. And this is coming from a uh, communist. We're all communists mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, every once in a while, we like competition. So let's move on. And have you guys heard about this uh, keyboard that is also a keylogger? A two for one. Yay. <laughs> so uh, this, budget, yeah, this budget mechanical keyboard, it's very popular. Uh, what is it called? It's the Mantis Tech GK2. Mechanical Can't say keyboard. I've ever heard of it, but yeah. It's probably one of those ones you can get on there for like 30 bucks or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And what you do is when you get it, you get drivers and software to install. And one of those pieces of software is a keylogger. <laughs> uh, um, oh, wow. And I didn't see this part. 
and the cloud server that it's phones the data home to is controlled by Alibaba. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably because, like, I know Alibaba is, like, the East version of Amazon, so, it, like, do they just have their own public cloud service? Oh, uh, very likely. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure they do. So, um, basically, if you're if you're like me and you don't use that software, that's fine. Like, because if I... Okay, at least it's not being done in the firmware of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's in software. So it's some of the software you download. Um, obviously, just don't buy this keyboard. That's my recommendation. Yeah. Or, or you can buy it, but only use it like on on something that's not going to install the secondary software. Because as yeah. long as you're just using generic uh, HID drivers with it, it can't really do anything that's, anyway. That's what I was saying. No. Just don't install the software that it has. Yeah, it's, the, it's apparently, according to the article, yeah, it's their software that gathers the data and phones at home. So Yeah, the only yeah, thing so is, I... is a lot of like mechanical keyboards and gaming keyboards have like macros that you can program in, and you have yeah. to use their software. But... I mean, I'm looking at this keyboard. It doesn't even look like it has that. I, I'm sure it has some kind of configurator or whatever. That right. uh, that's the point of the software. But like, I I would consider getting. I don't know how how much is it? Does it say? Um, it says extremely cheap. I'm not sure. Because if, if that's like, uh, according to, I just googled it right. I just googled it right now because the, the manufacturer doesn't actually have a website. Uh, so I googled this right now, and I was taken to a a Alibaba esque website that I shit you not is called BangGood.com. dot com. Nice. Uh, I, wait, to, I probably I have to... malware now, is and there, it um... is seventy two dollars Canadian, which means that it's probably like a buck fifty US. <laughs> no, I think that's like fifty dollars, probably. Yeah, so that's still for for a mechanical keyboard with uh, RGB in it is pretty goddamn cheap. I have to say. Yeah. But, you know, it also might install software that... Oh, also, it also says, it says Mantis Tech GK2, 104-key NKRO, which is N-key rollover, RGB, blue, red, black, brown switch keyboard. Wait, what? Uh, They're just SEOing the description, but it literally says it has blue, red, black, and brown switches. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's what I heard, yeah. The eBay entry I just found. It's it's sixty bucks. Ships from Hong Kong. Mantis Tech Black Blue Red Brown Switch Mechanical Gaming That's Keyboard. That's not how it works at all. <laughs> it's a keyboard. We have this big batch of switches of all the four different colors. You just get you get a different switch on each key. <laughs> you can change the colors of the lights that make a different color key. <laughs> Um, you want to blue, blue, blue on the black, on the brown, it big, it big, it big amazing roller game. <laughs> so, so roller game. <laughs> here's another. Here's another. I thing. didn't do that right. <laughs> here's another thing, uh, and it says that the the last sentence of this uh, paragraph it says this data is also being sent as plain text. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you we can couldn't even the... buy an SSL cert, you fuckers. You yeah. can you can pick the uh, the the switch color. Oh, can you? Oh, you can, oh yeah, you can get red switch, red, red, red switch, blue brown. switch, brown switch, and black brown or black brown switch, black switch. I mean, one switch, two switch. I don't know, man. Maybe this is worth a little bit of spyware. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Sounds all right. I'd pay. I'd pay sixty bucks for. Wow, they couldn't even buy an SSL cert to encrypt the shit. Oh my god. Nah, I don't care. No, man. Like whatever. They don't give a shit. So yeah, it's being sl- as plain text to this <laughs> server. So if somebody's able to hack the server, they can get all of your passwords. They don't even have to do that. They just have to be able to sit there with Wireshark on either your network or their network. Yeah. And grab everything you know, right out of the air. You know, yeah, you, just you know read everything that's coming right through. Yeah. Now, who oh, wait, wants to They say- don't even have to do that. You just have to be connected to a Wi-Fi point. Oh, good. Good. Because, <laughs> because WPA2 <laughs> isn't secure anymore. Be brilliant. So, um... Now that we know that there's a company that you can buy, you can buy this Mantis, Mantis GK2 uh, for, uh, looks like $60, uh, and send all of your passwords to yeah. anyone, anyone really. Uh, you can yep. also take your nudes and send them to Facebook. Really? Yes. Via banggood.com. Via banggood.com, <laughs> yes. Um, so the idea is this. Uh, revenge porn. Uh, it's not something I've ever participated in. Revenge porn. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk Good about revenge bad. porn. Good or bad? Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm presuming none of you have ever put up porn of your ex-girlfriends or anything. I'm hoping not. Uh, no, never. Oh, I mean, Why would uh, I do such a horrible thing? I <laughs> might have... <laughs> no. I've legitimately never done that. I've legitimately no, I have not. I've never done that either. No. I, I kind of put an old nude on 4chan once. Did you? <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I did. Was it a view? Uh-huh. Please tell me it wasn't no. a view. Oh, thank God. No. No, it was an ex- of an ex-girlfriend, but it was uh, I was honestly just trying to get validation that my girlfriend was attractive. Oh. <laughs> did, did 4chan, you know, the most objective <laughs> unit of measurement. Yeah, so did I you, was... Oh, did you show her face in it? Yeah. You're a terrible human being. I was 15, okay? Okay. (laughs) And that person is now dead. (laughs) (laughs) She was murdered by the Chan. So, so, go... They figured out where she was located based on the way the light refracted in the mirror shot. Yes, And the shape of the tree outside the window. (laughs) So, aside from Aroa, we're all good people, apparently. (laughs) I I think so. (laughs) And what 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 apparently is happening is that a lot of people are going. Actually, I've seen it happen. So, I had a friend who lived in Australia, and her and her boyfriend broke up, and so he started making profiles in her name with a bunch of dirty pictures on it. Oh, actually, this that happened to my mom. Oh, okay. What? Uh, her an ex boyfriend of hers made online profiles uh of her that she didn't they they didn't put like nudes and stuff on there as far as I know yeah um but yeah they, then they started like trying to hook up with dudes using her name and wow. like a, a dude showed up at her apartment once it was really oh, fucking wow. weird and wow. and so my my friend um in Australia she. You know, of course, had to report and get the pictures taken down and all that. But, like, the the person who had done it 
um, just kept making new ones and inviting all of her Facebook friends to be his Facebook friend with all of her nude pictures on there and stuff. And it was just like, whoa, this is weird. Uh, I had another friend on Steam that um, her and her boyfriend broke up and he was messaging all of her friends on Steam and being like, hey, I have a bunch of nude pictures of her. Do you want them? And I'm like, uh, no, dude, I'm going to go tell her that you're telling me this because what the fuck? And so Facebook has a way to combat this. Their way to combat it is that you send them your nude photos. And then when somebody uploads a photo that's similar... They will take it down. Yeah, there's no way this will ever. So help build up, help build up, friggin' Zuckerberg's personal fap collection, and this is what this sounds. I, this is, I like, like if a regular person asked you to do that, <laughs> you would go, "What? Yeah, exactly. How stupid do you think I am? How the fuck?" Uh, who is going to do this? I don't know. I don't know. I um I thought it was I thought it was just like the it's the weirdest it's it's yeah, like what Aroa was saying. Like imagine if I just walked up to somebody and I'm like, hey, you and your boyfriend just broke up and he might send nude photos to everyone, so how about you just send me the new photos first? And I promise I won't show anyone. And and if if I see any of those nudes out on the internet, I'll let you know. <laughs> there are there are the armies of the most elite hackers in the world are currently bashing this database <laughs> in every conceivable way to try to friggin' get into it because oh my uh, <laughs> oh, oh man. my god oh my god. Like I just uh, hmm. okay. So in like there, someone came up with this idea at Facebook, and there were numerous meetings with <laughs> higher ups in the company who thought, "Yeah, this makes sense. This will yeah, be good yeah, this sounds great. Yeah." <laughs> so, like, so, so reading through this article, it says the new system could ensure that the photos don't make it onto the site at all. The Australian Office of E-Safety Commissioner announced that Australia was one of four countries participating in the limited global pilot, along with the United States, UK, and Canada. Uh, In the Australian pilot, those... That's not limited at all! No, no, it's not. (laughs) In the Australia pilot, those worried about their compromising photos appearing on Facebook must first fill out an online form explaining their concerns. They will then be asked to send the images and the questions to to themselves via messenger. Oh the my e-safety word. commissioner's what? office will notify Facebook of the submission, at which point the site's community operations team will assign it a digital fingerprint or hash. Uh, the Facebook's this can't be a real thing. It, like, it's, it's not April, man. This has to be a <laughs> Russian troll farm that invented this, right? It's like... Like, oh to God. be fair, I can I can completely understand how you could do this. The way yeah. that they're doing it, though, seems really fucking, like, just unnecessary. Yeah. 
Like, I'm sorry, if this, if this, if this is really this big a problem on your site, the solution is not an image sensing algorithm to detect nudes. It's fix your fucking like lack of moderation. Well, you know what you could do is offer a downloadable application that just generates the fucking hash or of that. all the images, and then just or uploads that. the hash. Wow, that was hard. It's <laughs> so you don't have to fucking send the fucking mess uh, send a nude to yourself via I, fucking Facebook Messenger. Well, I have an I have another idea. Why don't they just make it so that any nude photos automatically get blocked? Well, because you you'd still have to be looking at cuz cuz a lot of these are probably shared through like Facebook groups and oh, specifically yeah. like group messaging group messages and stuff like that. So you'd have to be watching those things anyway, and the image search algorithm that they, they've got going through would still have to have some way of determining like whose nude it is or that it is a nude or what have you. And it would also potentially, depending on how... I don't know how Facebook deals with nudity, but I know like Twitter and Instagram allow tasteful nudity. Um and you wouldn't really have any way of knowing, like, is this a drawing of a nude person? Is this a picture of a nude person, but they're like, it's a woman breastfeeding or something like that? Like, it, it, it is... I, I understand why they're doing it the way that they're doing it. I, I just don't understand why they wouldn't do it a better, more anonymous way. Aroa, I'm gonna send you a picture. I, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna explain this picture to you. It's not. It's not a nude of me. Don't worry. Oh. Um, what it is is I went to the Honey Hole thrift store, and then this isn't a nude of you. It's not a nude of me. <laughs> and what I did was, uh, they had a Xbox 360 there, like one of the slim models, and so I got it for ten bucks because I was like, sure, I'll buy it. It didn't even have a hard drive in it, but I was like, whatever. Um, and we we plugged it in and opened up the disc drive. And it had a disc in it. And I was like, ooh, a free game. Uh, It was not a free game. It was... uh, It was a photo DVD? It was grandma porn. (laughs) Jackpot. 60 years old and still fucking. Wow. (laughs) Congratulations. So my friend and I, uh, we threw it away, but not not before I took a picture of it, because <laughs> I wanted to send it to my friend's mom who sold me the Xbox <laughs> and be like, "You sold me porn." So, oh, good lord. Um, yeah, be be careful. You buy at thrift stores. Um, and d- 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 here's here's what you do. And and I understand people take nude pictures. That's cool. Whatever. Do do what you want to do. Um if you think that your boyfriend or girlfriend, most likely boyfriend, let's be fair, is a douchebag and will do revenge porn stuff, um don't give him nudes. Like you know the people you date, like would if this guy if if you broke up be the douchebag that would post nudes of you online, and then no, no, don't. You, hmm? you also you have to be careful though because you're you're reaching the point of victim blaming, and 
not everybody. I'm not. Knows I'm not trying to victim. Can, can't trust. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to victim blame. But but what I'm I'm trying to say is it's still the person who posts its fault. Um. But but there's also a bit of like you gotta be you gotta be careful of who you're giving nudes to because sure, but there you, are people you, out you there who know. will. There are people out there like I'm not gonna give my nudes to Roa because I know he's gonna post post them on 4chan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like. Nobody even knows that I did that. Like <laughs> no, nobody except for the twelve people that listen to this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Just be careful of who you give your give your nudes to. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and and don't give them a Facebook because Facebook will get hacked and your nudes will get probably leaked on Facebook. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, because the thing is, I'm pretty sure that they also keep, like, everything that you send via Messenger. I'm sure. Yeah. Because they have to keep it for in the case that they get subpoenaed. Oh, right. They probably have to keep it for, like, three years or something legally. Yeah. Like, you do any, like, like, any tax records or something that go to businesses, they have to keep for, like, three years or some shit? I don't know. It's weird. So, yeah, um... Don't send me nudes, Aroa. Please don't. Please, oh God, don't send me nudes. What's what? that? <laughs> no, no, nudes? no, no. I got them. Here I come. <laughs> All through Facebook Messenger. So, yeah. anyway, we are, uh, oh, and uh, Parallax Abstraction doesn't have to worry about this because he doesn't have Facebook. No, I do not. And I am very happy for that. But... Yeah, deleting Facebook off my phone is one of the best things I ever did. Yeah, I don't have Facebook on my phone either. But he does have other social media things, like Twitter, where we can reach him at. Where can we reach you at, Parallax? This is my my segue. That was was a very good segue. That is good. Uh, At PX Abstraction or at PXA Media are my my two Twitter feeds. Um, I'm on YouTube at PX Abstraction, Mixer at PX Abstraction, um, and... That's the majority of it. I'm streaming pretty regularly these days. I'm trying to get back into doing more uh, videos as well. So, uh, yeah, got that stuff going on there. So. Perfect. And we have Earl, third grade person. That's just Earl you? Cubed now. Earl Cubed? Did you did you get another father? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what no. happened? No, I did not. But I, I figured that might be how math works. Oh, okay. The Earl Cubed. I was a liberal arts major, so I don't know anything. That's true. You, you, that's I why can, you work as a flight attendant. Yep. I can be found at E-A-R-L-G-R-A-Y-T-H-I-R-D. That's Earl Grey Third on Twitter. On Twitch, I am St. Aspartame, where you can catch all of that lovely, lovely Frame Meister action. And oh, I can be found... Fa- <laughs> we need to talk about the Frame Meister. We didn't do it. I'm sorry. No, let's not it's end this. It's great. Um, when I was at Oroa's Aroa's house. We were watching My Life in Gaming, and Aroa doesn't like the Frame Meister. Why don't no, you don't. like the Frame Meister? Because you can just use a fucking emulator and stop being retarded. But, but oh, I see. It's not the okay. It's not the Frame Meister that he dislikes. It's the it's what it's, it, it's what it enables. Yeah, it's the it's the stupid fucking head up the dick hole elitism that it seems to breed. 
Or it's like, oh, your game pixels aren't quite right whenever you plug it directly into the TV, but you run it through this $500 box and it makes the things look sharper. And you know what makes shit look sharp? Fucking software emulation makes everything look absolutely perfect on an uh, LCD. But then it doesn't run quite right. Then it's not running exactly the same. It's not yeah, yeah. the perfect tabulation. If you run on the on the fucking uh, Super Game Boy, everything's actually running at one point two percent faster than it's supposed to be. <laughs> it is. That's why I bought. That's why I bought a, a Super Game Boy Two. Yeah, which yeah. Is I, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we fucking, watched. We watched and you, that and you, episode. And you and you know and you know how I play my Super Game Boy Two through my Frame Meister. Through the Frame Meister. Of course yeah. you fucking. Do you have RGB? Do you have RGB through like, your Frame Meister? Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. Well, uh, why else like, would I buy an R- uh, Frame Meister other than have RPG? R- RPG. RPG. RGB. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I, I will say I understand stuff like, like trying to play a PS2 with like I don't know. I'm sure they have HDMI mods or whatever for PS2s and even PS1s. But stuff like an SNES or or an NES, like. There's no, there's no reason not to emulate those things. Archival, like, and I, and I'm not being a smart aleck. I'm just saying, for archival purposes, that's why I have one, because this is a direct. This is the highest quality direct from the console feed you can get, picture wise. So this makes it so there's now HD footage of old video games, direct, like directly from the source. So for archival purposes, I think it's totally worth it. Yeah, but the videos that we were watching made it sound like this is this is how you're going to play your games every day. Well, so, it is how I mean it's it's how I play all my old games, but so, it's just because so I have necessary. So here here's the thing for me is that scan lines are beautiful. No, they're no no disgusting. no. I, I hate no. scan lines. I really I do. grill I grill my meat just so it looks like scan lines. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just so I can wow. have the experience. He puts his name. He he cleans the meat and, and puts his name on every piece. I, yeah, I, I sear my name into it. Yeah. He has he his grill on 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 his grill. The bars make his name on the meat when it burns it. That in. that would be super cool. I want to actually do that now. <laughs> I believe there are places that will do that, like the Mister Dink Grill from that one episode of Doug. I don't know what you're talking about. It's funny. It's funny that you brought that up because I had to look up what Mr. Dink was uh, last night because somebody hey there, that on the stream. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I know who Mr. Mr. Dink is, but I uh, I didn't quite get now that reference. The thing I, I just posted in the podcast updates. Now that's something worth spending an unnecessary amount of money on. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> yes. the name. Uh, you know? Uh, uh, app, um, Apple Mac XServe 2 times Xeon quad core at 2.8 gigahertz with 16 gigs of RAM. No HD, no HD boots to BIOS. It's only a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks. It's a dual Xeon quad core server running, you know, it's running Mac OS server, but Hey, whatever. It's, it's a server for a hundred bucks. Yeah. It seems like that actually is a good deal. Yeah. Uh, it probably takes a lot and a lot of power is what that does. So the reason I like playing games on original consoles is I kind of like artistic. going. I like I, I like going back to when I was a kid. 
Um, and that for me, ever since I've got the point where I have, you know, let's be fair, I have all the emulators and all of the all of the ROMs for them, and I have just so many games I can pick from. I kind of like going back to when I was a kid and like. I had one game that I could play for like six months out of the year because my mom wouldn't buy me any other games. Well, yeah, that, just, was, that was my reality. You just like, you just like go through your collection and go, I'm going to download the ROM for this game. Yeah, you, you and I both know that's not happening. <laughs> like this, if I can, I'm going to get them all, all of them. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, yeah. if, if that's what you're trying to go for, well, yeah, you can do that totally. And, and I'm also the weirdo. I just bought. Uh, the VGA. I finally bought a VGA cable for my uh, Sega Dreamcast. Hey, nice. So, and then I bought a BGA to HDMI uh, thing so that I can play it through my LGX. Don't know what that is, but great. Live Gamer Extreme. Live Gamer ah. Extreme, so I can actually. So you can it. record it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, that's a, like, that's another thing for why I got a Frame Meister. It allows me to stream games from my consoles. That's because cool. I can do so. I do SNES to Frame Meister in RGB. Then it's got an HDMI out. It's actually got a split HDMI out that I can send to my Elgato that yeah. can that can stream. The LGX, you know, the LGX. You know, if you if you get an emulator. And just draw a box around the emulator window. You can stream that too. Yeah, that's but, fake. Yeah, yeah. You don't get to play it on the original console, so there might be emulator hiccups, Aroa. Because emulators but for twenty five probably won't be because it's an SNES game. That's true. Emulators for twenty five year old consoles don't run perfectly now. And also, for the record, I, I I'm a huge proponent of. Everybody, just do your own thing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, no, I'm, 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 I'm being an asshole. I'm, oh no, I, I know you're ribbon, but like, yeah. I'm not. I'm yes, the frame meister is very expensive. Yes, it is a very limited market, and yes, a lot of people are buying them for cred, which is always a stupid reason to do anything. I kind of want to get the OSSC. Um, yeah, that looks like it could be a nice alternative. Yeah, yeah. The OSSC looks like a nice alternative. Um, they're getting rid of the Frame Meister. They're stopping production of it. Yeah, I heard that. I, I yeah, got my... they, they can't they can't buy the chip anymore that they're using in it. Apparently, they're hoping uh, to replace it with something else. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, they had a couple. There was a rumor. I bought mine two or three years ago, and there was a rumor back then that it was going to get uh, discontinued in favor of some other model, but they were able to fix that hiccup then. But that's why I bought mine. Then I was like, I got a. I pretty sure it was going to go up in price if that was the case. So I got one then. See, and I don't have, I also don't have any older consoles with RGB in it. We have an SNES. Well, yeah, but I, I need to, you know, convert it to RGB and everything. So. All, you need, all you need is a cable. Oh, you just need the SCART cable. Uh, SNES, Genesis, those are both just straight-up cables. Saturn, straight-up cable. Nice, I have uh, Saturn. Yeah, oh, and Saturn looks beautiful through yeah. uh, in RGB. And those are really great 2D games that benefit very well from having upscaling. Yeah. And scan You can play Mr. Bones. Scan lines. Mr. Bones. Scan lines. Mr. Bones that. is great. Uh, didn't we, wa- we watched that when I was at your house, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, we watched that. We also watched an episode of Junkyard Wars. 
Oh, I missed that show. It's such a good show. And uh, Aroa and I, the episode we were watching, we had they had on one side, they had people from Oregon who were, um, they worked at like a, a haunted house place. So they would make like. Yeah, they, they made haunted house like display things. Like where the, the little okay. pop, out of the, pop out of a coffin skeleton thing. And the other team was from NASA. <laughs> but the funny thing is they were the haunted house division <laughs> no no so they so they worked and then they each team gets an expert on their team and the guys from oregon were like oh yeah we got somebody who you know he pilots these things he knows how they work um you know mechanic he knows how they work you know like has able to he, drive he, them and stuff he knew how to make fucking water what, what are they called jet skis well, well, no, that was the people from Oregon. What the people from uh, Oregon was the guy who like drove them. Oh, and the yeah. People, the people that the guy who was helping the guys from NASA was like, oh yeah, I I make these. Yeah, like I, I just make jet skis all the time and stuff. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> okay. And the, yeah, the, and the guy from Oregon, he didn't even know like jet skis. It was fan boats. Yeah, <laughs> so, it was like hmm. We've got haunted house guys who drive fan boats versus people who make rockets and jet skis. Like, all right, it's gonna yeah. be a real fair fight. Sh- shockingly, the guys from uh, NASA won. Uh, <laughs> the the geniuses who work on rockets, uh, they're they're the ones who are able to make the right jet boat. But yeah, it was a good show. It was fun. Uh, I enjoyed hanging out with the Roa, even though we didn't do much but eat and go to thrift stores. So well, that's, that's my life. Dream. So yeah. So um, and Aroa, where can we find you? Uh, Aroa on the Twitter, uh, Aroa one three three seven on YouTube and Twitch, which I am very regularly on now. Good. Without um, me, without me, none of you guys you? ask me to stream with you. So fuck all of you. That's what I'm. I saying. don't ask anybody to do anything. Okay, I'm socially awkward. Oh okay. And uh, with with uh, me, Nathan Nathan Reeton Spruth, I can say my name. I am Reeton everywhere. I'm Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on Twitch. I am Reeton on Mixer. Um, you can find my podcast at Reeton Podcast on Google Play and iTunes. There's also a link below if you're listening to this on my website or on YouTube. You can find the link below for iTunes and Google Play. Click on the little subscribe link. That really does help. Um, give us a I don't know how the ratings work on either of those, so whatever the highest score is, give us that. That'd be great. Also, also, leave a comment saying how much you love the podcast, because that would be nice, because nobody comments on it. Though we did get uh, our last two podcasts, we got 11 downloads, so hey. we're moving on up. And nice. yeah, so I think we went through everything. I thank you for being here, guys. Yes, Thanks for having us. The nice delayed <laughs> response there. And uh, I will be here next week with one or all of you. Maybe Nick Lotus will be here. I don't know. It's a a toss-up. So thank you for being here. I will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. See you guys. Framemeister.